after last week's episode all about self-care. It's such a wonderful opportunity that I got to interview Caitlin Rizza, the soul-aligned warrior, about the mark that she's leaving in the area of self-care for women and men alike and even their children everywhere. One of my favorite things about Caitlin is that her entry into this line of work, her calling, came from a long line of weaving her way through other through other careers that were a passion at the time, but then led to some self-discovery and some trials and tribulations to where she found herself with a need for exactly what she is now bestowing upon others. And to me, those stories are the coolest. When we can really find an opportunity for growth, change, and productivity through our own times of need and be able to turn it around and put it back out there is really just something else. And I will ask you to keep an open mind if you are not familiar with what spiritual wellness is as a form of self-care to just be open to hearing about it. Because some of it may be familiar, you may even be doing it and not realize that you are already engaging in this. Or you may be listening, thinking that you've been doing self-care right all along, but not actually feeling fulfilled in a way that you've been promised. And today's information may be exactly what you've been looking for and just didn't know existed. Caitlin is known to take people and turn them from warriors to warriors with her practices and I couldn't be happier to share everything she has to offer with all of you today. Hi there, you found Drop the Ball with Gina Kuhn, and I'm so excited to give you the opportunity to join a community of women that realize every day, women everywhere are dropping the ball. Let's move past the feeling that we're letting people down and embrace ourselves as the rock stars that we are. Through stories from my personal journey and interviews with imperfectly strong women around the country, I invite you to embrace the idea that you choose the proverbial ball you get to drop. Together, we'll put down the past, let go of the future, and pick up the present. Through reflection and a shift in mindset and priorities, I'll help you redesign your chaos so you can redefine your life. Next time someone asks, how do you do it all? Your answer will be, I dropped the ball. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so happy to have you on Drop the Ball. Super excited for this episode. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure. So what's really cool about today and what you're going to be talking to us about, I want listeners to know if you don't have this as a glass ball to pick up and keep in the rotation of your chaos, that's what you're getting today. We're going to talk about some really important stuff that you're going to want to prioritize. And Caitlin's going to tell us all about it, what it is, how to do it, and even how to get in touch with her. So, but first, a really big theme that I like to highlight for women, because I've lived it and I've done it, is the ability to change to pivot that the path you're on now might not be the path you're on next week or next year so can you start by telling us about your careers before finding yourself where you're at now as a wellness coach 
Yes. Okay. So I actually, I've done so many things in my time when I was just, you know, when I was younger before college and whatnot, I was a, I worked in retail, very many different places. I mean, everything from like Taco Bell to the local clothing shop. Like I worked usually at least three jobs at a time when I was in high school. Um, so much. I had a lot of like trauma in my youth. I had, um, we lost our home when I, we're getting serious right away. We lost our home when I was 13. So um, I didn't have like a stable place to live. So I was always just working to try to find um, a place to be and a place to stay in a place where I felt kind of, you know, safe in. Mm -hmm. So I started doing, you know, a little bit of everything. And then I went to college uh, and I wanted to be a lawyer at that time. I studied political science and women's studies. And it's so funny because I took women's studies as a way to just be like, oh, I think this will be an easy class. To be honest with you, I was like, oh, easy, easy A, I could do that. And it changed my perspective on the world in so many ways. I realized how differently men and women are treated um, and how how different they are in general. So, um, traveling down that lawyer path, I followed up college with a paralegal certification and I was a paralegal, a paralegal and office manager, um, usually a dual role. Every, everywhere I go, I end up <laughs> managing things because I'm, I'm a Leo. So I'm, I'm very, I step into that leadership role very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up uh, being a paralegal office manager, doing things like that. And I always made it clear, I want to be an attorney. I'm not just here to help you and assist you. I want to be, you know, I want to be, you know, a a boss. I want to, I want to be one of the big, one of the big guns. And at one of the last firms I worked at, they basically, they brought me on knowing my intentions. And they basically, when I was about three or four years in, they were like, look, you're too good at what you do. They're not going to, they're not going to support this, to be honest with you. I was like, no, no, that's my office right there. That's where I'm going to, like, that's, that's when I'm an attorney, this is my office. They've already said it. And the attorney I assisted was basically like, you're too good at what you do. There's no way I'm letting you go from this. So it was like a hit, a major hit to me. And I was, I was like, I, the reason I got into this, because I wanted to help people and I am helping, but like this specific person <laughs> and right. they're not making that impact that I thought that I was going to be a part of in this world. So they it really means that they kind of yeah. defined oh. it for you, limited <laughs> your reach. And I love that you realize that, that, that couldn't be how it was going to work. I'm so glad that you said that because just as I was sitting down to like log in to do this, I was thinking about it and I was like, I am, I am ADHD all the way. And it's such a superpower for me. It's such a superpower because I'm like a hundred things at a time. But my biggest thing is I cannot be in, I'm so outside of the box. I, I, there's a box doesn't, can't even exist around me. I am so not in a box. And anytime I've been trying to be put in a box, it just doesn't work. I I can't. I like, even like people are like, find your niche and see Mm -hmm. who you want to be. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) <laughs> I refuse to do that. I like, who do I work with? Men, women, and children, humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, work <Yeah>. with humans. <laughs> I recently had a conversation with someone about the whole niche down. That's a new book and it's a everything niche down, niche down, find your niche. And it's like, I feel kind of the same way. Like I have a general 
area, you could say, but I can't niche down and I won't because I just have more to offer. So why Boom. niche down and then isolate people I may be able to help? So help. I'm with you on that wavelength. Dude, drop the mic. I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. I, I feel like there are some people that need to do that because they need to speak to and, and I get the idea of speaking to one specific person. Like I love Mel Robbins, obsessed. Mm -hmm. So Mel Robbins, when she speaks, I feel like I'm sitting across the table from her and she's talking to me alone. I'm like that. Yes, that is me. That is me. But like, I don't feel like there's just one specific type of person. Like, like I said, like a, like a man or a woman or, or whatever. I work with people all ages. I'm working with people who are looking to care for themselves and to like build a better life and to grow. So I guess that's the niche, but for all intents and purposes, it's a really broad range. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I work with kids and in, in helping to build their mindset and helping to build their confidence. And then I work with adults, literally men and women. It was usually, it was more so women, to be honest, because women tend to be a little more open to the, the stuff that I do, but right. I've, as soon as I stopped saying that, as soon as I was like, people, so many men have stepped in and they're like, is it cool if we talk? I was like, yeah, yeah of course. This is, we need men and women and children. We need all of the people to step into this realm and to grow. You know what right. I mean? It helps to raise the vibration of the entire planet. That's what we're doing here. We're not just like, I'm going to help this one single person, which I do. It starts with one person at a time, but I can't be in a box. Again, right. <laughs> Again, it's a box. And, and with so many other topics that I've spoken about, you're also doing the work in removing those stereotypes. It doesn't just have to be women's work. It doesn't just have to be adults work. This is something that can start immediately. And these are lifestyle changes that should be focused on as a family even. So we're, we're going to get into the specifics of all of this elusiveness that we're talking about, but I do like that we established that you serve people and everyone listening right now too. make sure you have an open mind because we may be discussing some things that you haven't explored yet, or that you kind of put in a corner somewhere and said, that's not for me, or I don't fit in a box of people who would look like someone to do that. So Shed all the boxes right now. Everyone just, you know, take a second, shed the boxes, push all the society <laughs> expectations and norms to the side. Like I pretty much remind you all every week and be open to what we're going to hear right now. So it really sounds like whether it was from that time as a paralegal or through even in retail, you're working with people. So has self-care really been kind of on your radar through that like that need to help people progress and grow and improve has that been a, a main theme throughout all of the careers um you know what's so funny is I am such like a like heart-centered like servant leader really that I am so much like give 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 help 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 that it didn't come back to self until it, it got to, I feel almost like a, a critical, critical mm. point sometimes. Um, and this is, you know, it's waxed and wanes over, over my life. Um, but it didn't, it, none of this even started there. It, it has 
the magic started to happen when I got there. You know what I mean? So for example, I am an empath. Uh, I feel like that's such a relatable thing mm-hmm. these days. I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to other people's feelings, um, energies, uh, what, what's going on with others. I'm very sensitive to that. I would always be, even as a kid, I remember driving past like, like a car accident or something, you know, just even people pulled on the side of the road and just always being like, I hope everyone's okay. I hope everyone's okay. And, and literally crying and being upset when it looked like people weren't. Mm-hmm. I, I care, just I care so much about people. And I would sometimes to the detriment of my own self where I would be giving um, so much energy to others and serving others and not really focusing on myself. So when the big, uh, the biggest change really happened when I gave birth, which was about almost seven years ago, or really got pregnant, um, I started realizing, hey, I'm, I, I always push myself past these limits. People will say, do you need help? And I'll say, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I got it. That was almost a weakness. Like uh, I, what I thought was a weakness turned out to be a strength. But I would always say, no, I don't need help with anything. And like, I'll carry the refrigerator down the stairs by myself. I don't need help. Like, that's dangerous. (laughs) But when I became pregnant, then a lot of things shifted and changed for me. And I realized like, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I, it would be great to have some help doing some of these things. And then giving birth, which is a whole, we could do a whole episode all on that. Um, It's such a spiritual, magical experience. But, uh, you know, caring for another soul, another life that's so dependent on you really helped me to see I need to do something for me. And I don't know what exactly it is, but I'm, I'm, I felt empty. I felt so empty. And uh, I stepped into therapy and my therapist changed my, really pivoted me and changed my perspective on so many things. She cracked me open and um, I saw how wonderful it is when you ask for support and you allow it happen and you accept it and bring it in how much of a difference that can make um it's basically like i'm i'm super metaphorical so it's like thinking about a cruise ship a cruise ship does not like like make us quick a quick left you know what i mean there's a, a small change that completely changes the trajectory of where you're headed and that to me was was a huge thing um just going and accepting support from someone who would just open up space for me to just be myself, to open up, to allow. And what a huge change that was. (laughs) That's really comforting to hear because I think a lot of us find ourselves at those crossroads. What's sticking out to me is Mm -hmm. there was a critical moment, a critical time where you were experiencing a low and then aligning with the right people. So if we take our, our yeah. critical moments in life and we inject ourselves into the right atmosphere with the right people, that's when we're going to be open to what's coming next and where we need to be. And I'm really happy mm-hmm. to hear that. That's a great, a great story to hear that of like how you got there. So totally. I love that <laughs> you, you lived it. You lived it and experienced it. So, you know, we, we know what you're putting out there for others, you've been there. So tell us then about the spiritual wellness. What what is it exactly? And what makes it different too than maybe what most people think of when they think of self-care, you know, because I when I think of self-care, 
I'm imagining myself, you know, in a nice warm bath with a book. And and I just Mm -hmm. want everyone to really hear what exactly are we talking about and how is it different? How is just from what most people are looking for? Yes. So I feel like there's a lot of hate on the bubble bath. And I just want to start off by saying yes to the bubble bath. I am all about <laughs> that. Um, and and I'm not saying that you're hating on it, but I'm just saying oh, you no, know, like a lot of days, people are all like, it's not just the bubble bath. Well, you know what, Susan, sometimes it starts with a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we need to take those small steps to just like put ourselves first and take that time. And then we can start to grow and expand from it. So for me, spiritual wellness is touching on all of the, all of the aspects of wellness. We got physical, we've got um, emotional and, and mental. Um, And then you have like those like pampering type of things like a massage and a bubble bath and Reiki healing. It can even be, I guess, a, a form of that pampering, but spiritual wellness is an all around, all encompassing touching on all of the layers and all of the pieces to be like, check in. How am I feeling with this? How am I feeling with that? How am I doing with this? How am I doing with that? And what I basically do is help people. I I say my little line is I help people go from warrior to warrior. And what that means is taking these, these heavy things and these heavy parts and pieces and moving them into alignment trying to put everything into a place where you really truly feel like a conscious co-creator of your reality, where you feel like you're creating your world, co-creating your world and bringing in the life of your dreams. So you can really feel like you're thriving, not just surviving. And, um, and yeah, you know, uh, we, I incorporate a ton of stuff in it. I do intense sati, which is wonderful spiritual fitness created by Patricia Moreno. She is no longer with us. She passed away um, last January, but she is uh, such an incredible loss to like the spiritual community, the fitness community overall, but her, um, her, her, her partner, um, her business partner, Lucy Osborne has taken the helm and has done such amazing things to continue the legacy of Intensati, which is intentional and mindful movement uh, combined with spoken word affirmation. And it is super powerful. Uh, it's really incredible. I do it actually for kids also. I like have a, a modified version called Mindful Movement for Munskins. So we move our bodies in an, a very intentional way. We set our intention and put our stake in the ground um, before it. It's a workout. And then um, we use affirmations to like boost ourselves up and remind ourselves using uh, the vibration of our throat chakra of our words to bring in this this energy um, into ourselves and into our world into our aura and it's it's very very powerful Um, I'm also a spiritual wellness coach which means that um, you know just like any other coach Serena Williams she needs a coach to to help her uh, you know she's amazing and you know all of these think of an athlete any athlete needs someone to kind of guide them and help them to tweak the little things and pieces so that they can go forth on their journey and be an even better version of themselves. Um, so I, I incorporate multiple different modalities. I have like a spiritual toolbox that's action packed with stuff <laughs> to help people to, like I said, touch all those those places and spaces. Um, I'm a light worker. So I br- I'm bringing in the light and 
I have some really good friends and and mentors and you know people who I follow who work uh, who do shadow work, and that's very important to do. And and what we're doing is a little bit of both, where we're we're bringing the light into the shadows. We're opening up those scary and dark places that we don't really want to go to by ourselves. Like when I was a kid, I was a little afraid of the basement. Mm. <laughs> There's always something creepy oh, yeah. about it, and I was less afraid when there was someone with me. So right. I feel like, you know, so like being a coach, I'm, I'm the person that's there to walk with you into those dark places. And then we turn the light on and we, we find what's going on in there and we clean up the closets and clean up the spaces and make it so that you feel more happy and comfortable in your body, in your mind, in your soul and in your everyday life to, to go forth and to create the life that you truly deserve. So we are on video. We are on Zoom. Um, those of you listening <laughs> are not seeing this, but I felt breathless just listening to this very <laughs> captivating explanation. And I felt like there was a little tiny person inside of my chest doing cartwheels the whole time. That's literally the feeling. If you could see my face, the smile, I don't know, Kate, if you notice, it's getting oh, bigger yeah. and bigger. Um, <laughs> that sounded so amazing. And I think that just giving ourselves the time to put into our mind and body, you said the intentional movement along with the affirmations. And I think about it all the time. I have a journal. I try to keep like a gratefulness journal, something like just to have that time to write affirmations or connect with the good things going on around me. And it's always the first thing that falls by the wayside with the chaos and just hearing it and what it just sparked inside of me it's making it's very clear it's something that needs to be respected it needs to be picked up as a glass ball Mm -hmm. because if I can feel that way just hearing about it then I can't imagine actually intentionally practicing it what it would do it is incredible I actually discovered it just before the pandemic. I think 2019, one of my best friends um, was like, she went to a convention. She was like, you need to look this up. This, this is amazing. Um, you would love it. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know if I did at first because <laughs> I've got three kids. There's a thousand things happening at all times. Right. And well, I didn't even have three kids and I only had two and there was still a thousand things. Seven I have two. Time. So yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. You have two hands. So like you can, if you're doing two th- things for each of the, the kids, there's nothing left to give back to yourself. Right. So it's, it was intense. So when I, I finally got around to looking into intensity, I was like, Whoa, this is, this is powerful stuff. So I started doing it. I did like the workouts and I was screaming the affirmations and I had my dad and my husband, like, what's happening? Like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and I'm like, I am a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, that phrase to your line, go from a warrior to a warrior. I mean, that you really don't need any other words. Seriously. But don't worry, I've got a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I am never at a loss of words. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know what? You mentioned the work with kids and mm-hmm. our kids a lot of times are a hindrance to us focusing on ourselves, but mm-hmm. you give families an opportunity to fuse it so I mean how amazing if I invested the time in doing it for myself 
knowing that there's an avenue for me to also give it to my children, now I can be filling myself up while also imparting such an amazing gift to them to do it as a family. Now we're hitting on having time to do it together, not feeling like, oh, I'm just putting all this into myself and not giving it elsewhere. You, you give that opportunity for it to sink and for it to work together. And I think that's something yeah. that we don't always <laughs> have the opportunity to do. So just thank you on behalf of, of everyone course. who has or will work with you. That's a great yes. Option. Well, you know what? I think that that was actually one of my biggest struggles was I was always like, how do I find time for self-care when I'm doing everything for my kids? And don't, don't, you know, don't get it twisted. My children are my, my reason. They are my why they are my everything. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to be present and calm with them because mm. I was a much calmer mom in my head before I had kids than I was when it actually happened, you know? So when Same. I finally, you know, and, and then it's like, how can I carve out time for this? How can I carve out time for that? And when I started to realize maybe I can just fuse these things together, maybe we just bring the kids in on it, then that would be a little bit easier. I can do my my workouts or or, or whatever you want to call it because it's, it's a workout it's, you know the, the the phrase is spiritual fitness um for intensati and you you can do your workouts and the kids can do it too and then there's like a whole mindfulness aspect of it besides the affirmations at the end of it there is like like a like a shavasana style um like meditation where you kind of just relax you like embody everything that you just did and you like allow it to resonate with you for a little which that's another thing that's so different like at the end of a workout class it's like cool great workout high five see you later go on with your life and good luck with the rest of it there is a moment at the end where you sit down and you just like are like all right what just happened and how can I take these actions these words and embody this positivity and bring it to the world in a very real way how can I like I said, put my stake in the ground and be like, this is the intention I'm setting for my workout. This, this is what I want to do. How do I bring this into the world and how can I share this? So having my kids be a part of that and teaching them that like we do affirmations every morning. We have a, a, a I'll, I'll share it with you if you, if you want, but we do affirmations every morning and they love it. My two-year-old says them. She's not even two yet. She's going to be two in June. And she is so cute listening to her. But we say, I do love me, my body's vigor and harmony. I am perfect health, radiant beauty, and divine energy. And we say that every morning on the ride to drop my, um, my five-year-old off at school. And it is powerful stuff. They hear it. They see it. They know it. They believe it. They live it. And when they're feeling sad and upset, we tap into this stuff. We tap into, there's a whole, there's motions with it too. I do a whole little hand, hand gestures because it. I'm very, I'm a very <laughs> hand moving type of person, you know, I'm from New York. That's the Long town. Island. I know that's the Long Island. <laughs> um, so there's always the hand moving. So I, I incorporate these things into it and my kids do it too. The two-year-old brings her hands together and says, harmony and I'm just like yes if I was two or three or four or five or six or seven or any of the if when I was a kid if I had this I just wonder how different things could have been and how different my life could be and yeah. hey I'm, I'm I'm grateful we talked about having like a 
the gratitude journal. I'm so grateful for everything I've been through because it's led me to this point. And now I can shine the light on the next generation. I want to bring these kids into it. I want to show the parents and the parents to be, and you know, you just, just people, you don't have to be a parent, just show everyone. There's no age range for this. It's never too late to turn it around to, or, or too early to pivot and change your life and, and make your life be one that is filled with the gratitude, with intention. And with, like I said, conscious co-creation, you know, our minds, our words, our actions, all of these things, they have a frequency. Our thoughts have a frequency. And that is what's being projected out to the world. And that's, what's bringing things back. It's like a boomerang, the things that you think you're throwing out there and it's going to boomerang back at you. So the more you're steady, you are with it. You know, you know, all that mindset, you're a mindset coach. So the more that you are, are, are consciously doing these things, the, the more you're going to see it come back to you. And when we're thinking, oh, I'm so dumb. I just did that. That was so stupid. You're going to, it's going to hit you back in the face later. It's, <laughs> it's so true. It's the power of those words. And it's, it's so automatic that we, we don't even realize at times what we're saying. And it has to be a practice. It has to be intentional. And I, I feel once again, there's such a shift. These, the generations coming up now are stepping into such a wonderful time in the world, I feel, with the awareness that we have and people like you that are shining light on these different areas that, you know, when we were growing up in the 90s, it, oh, so funny. I just watched an episode, an episode of Seinfeld last night. And Mm -hmm. You know, for anyone that watches Seinfeld, it was the one with um, when George went to the hospital and thought he had a heart attack. Kramer wants him to see a holistic wellness guy. And he just keeps saying he's holistic. He's holistic. And they're meeting with him and he's just looking around and he's like, he looks at Jerry and just goes, you're eating too much dairy. Uh, And he's telling him, okay, you need to do. And he's saying the wackiest things from from the perspective of the 90s everyone's cracking up. It was the funniest thing ever. Like, who's this poop? And I told my husband, I said, all of this now, this is all real. (laughs) This is real. Exactly right. (laughs) Like we were cracking up then, but now people would say, yeah, you should cut out a lot of that dairy. And yeah, you should speak differently. And you should, you know, he, he had him like drinking a certain tea and he was sitting in a certain way and just quiet. I mean, it got a little crazy because it's Seinfeld after and whatever, George turned purple and some crazy (laughs) stuff. But everything he was saying, I'm like, wow, what a shift in the generations from when that was looked at as just pure craziness. And now we really have accepted that there's more than just hospitals and medicine and all the Western stuff. And we really have so much more control just with our own bodies and our own minds with the right guidance. They literally offer Reiki at hospitals now. Like you can go to the hospitals and there are Reiki practitioners there. There are, you know, Reiki being offered to nurses. I mean, especially since the pandemic, uh, people have opened their eyes to see what else is going on because there there are so many options out there. There There's so many things that Mm -hmm. we... Um, can do and tap into we're all energy right Mm -hmm. and if we're working on the energy then the energy can change Uh, speaking of like the 90s and growing up I always loved like 
crystals. I'm a crystal. I do. I use a lot of crystals. There's crystals mm-hmm. everywhere. When I do Reiki, crystals are everywhere. And I just remember my parents being like, that's a rock. Put it down. We're not buying that. And mm-hmm. being like, but it's a really shiny, pretty rock. And <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I didn't know, but at such a young age. Yeah, am ever amethyst. Everybody loves an amethyst. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's like, ew, amethyst. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it because an amethyst is, is super powerful for healing. It's a healing stone. That's why everyone loves it because everyone needs and ha- needs to heal. Everyone has something to heal and something like they need to call in for that self-care. We have this, you know, this mentality of self-care being, you have to fill your cup. You have to pour into your cup. So you have plenty to give to others to pour out from your cup. And like, you know, that is not, that's not how I roll. That's not, well, I don't, I don't dig you that. Just, you just posted <laughs> Maybe it was a couple of days ago. Well, now this always releases like a week later, but, um, and I want, I was hoping that you would touch on that. This quote that you posted about looking at the whole filling your cup so you can pour what you have into others, please flip the script on this and tell us how we really should be viewing this. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't want an empty cup at any point. Because that's when I spiral. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the thing. I feel like we're taught almost like there's programming that we receive um, at a young age. Like you're such a sponge when you're little and you're taught these things. And we're basically taught, especially as women, um, to go and fill up your cup and then take that cup and pour into others and then go back, fill your cup, pour into others. And in my opinion, that mentality is dead. And if it's not already dead, like, it's it's dying we don't need to think like that anymore I like to say think of it as a champagne tower think of you being the top glass of the champagne tower whatever whatever you want it to be it could just it could be water whatever you whatever your drink of preference is but think of how that gets that gets done how that how that gets filled all the glasses that are underneath and supporting that top glass don't get filled because you pour in the top top glass and you take it down and then you individually pour in each of those glasses you pour into that top glass until it is abundant and overflowing and the glasses beneath it get filled too and you you Gina you everyone who's listening in on this podcast you are the top glass there are people that are supporting you and then underneath you there are people who you need to support too but if you are pouring into that glass and allowing that abundance to overflow down then the people that you need to help and care for are going to be filled also. And you never need to take that from your own glass, from your own energy. Filling your energy will allow you to be abundant and overflowing with other energy to fill up those around you. And if we can shift into that mentality, if we can pivot, as they say in friends, like pivot, (laughs) if we can pivot to that, then we will see a different world. Speaking of next generations, can you imagine if all your kids see is you filling yourself with abundance and you have so much left over to give to them that they're filled and abundant? Instead, what they tend to see is mom's empty and she's tired and she's angry because she's and crying because there's nothing left. Right. That's that's it. And I I see it also for friendships. I remember growing up oh, yeah. friendships that were completely uneven or I felt like I gave so much and now, now I'm empty and I'm, I'm waiting for it back. And, and we, 
we wait for that validation and that filling up from other people so much romantic relationships and if if these yes. little people can grow up to realize you keep your cup full you do yes. that and then hopefully you find someone else who keeps their cup full friendship or otherwise that and what sense. healthy connections they can make for their future Absolutely. I always tell my kids who are like boy, or boy crazy already. They're little too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, love comes from you. And when you find another person, they're a mirror that reflects that love back to you. They do not give you love. They reflect the love that you are giving, the love you're giving to others, the love you're giving to yourself. That is what it is. If you're looking or seeking from outside, you're going to you're going to get tired. Yeah. It's a long journey to do that. And disappointing. Because, Absolutely. You know, it's rare that you actually get everything you need from some other person. It's just, it's, yeah. it can, it, it doesn't happen. It's you, you give it to you and then others will reflect it back to you. Beautiful. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> I love it. This really, I mean, we could go for another 40 minutes easily. I really, let's I'm, do it. We, I, I was just going to say <laughs> the wheels are turning. I want to get into more specific. I want to talk more about Reiki and I want to talk more about, you know, the act, the alternatives, the specific alternatives that people can seek out other than traditional medicine. So there's definitely going to be a spot for that. Um, and as always in the episode notes, I'm going to want to read some things there that will have, you know, your links, how people can get in touch with you. How can they start some spiritual coaching with you or get involved in intensity um, you know, if they're looking for this for their kids, I want people to have access to you and anything else yeah. that you have going on and coming up. I know you have a recent um, partnership with an awesome foundation that's all about self-care, self-ish, mm -hmm. right? So, yes, yeah. Um, and I believe that that comes off of, it's not selfish, the word that we know, or you're being selfish. It's ish for yourself. Self-ish. Yeah, it's the ish for yourself, <laughs> which I love. Such a fun play on the word. Um, so any links, we're going to find them in the episode notes. Um, and I will be stalking you on Facebook after this. So we can chat yes. more. Thank, Thank you, you for, for sure. everything. The energy is, Ugh. I mean, whew, you can see it right <laughs> now. It would be it's an honor. I appreciate you. Yeah, I call myself the soul aligned warrior. Um, because that's what it's all about, aligning our soul and being a warrior for ourselves um, and for our future generations, just healing, healing ourselves for the sake and for the, the, the opportunities for our, our kids and our future generations. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caitlin. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yes. Take care. And that's a wrap on an episode of Drop the Ball. I'm so blessed to have shared this time with you today, and I'm grateful that you tuned in to listen. I hope you're leaving today with something valuable to take with you and some action steps to put into place for your journey. Whether it's just me sharing my insight or we have someone bringing something into view, I ask that you please share this podcast so that others can be affected the way that you were today. And I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay up to date with everything that Drop the Ball has to bring in the future. 
Don't forget to find me and follow me on social so that we can continue the conversation and I can bring more value to you in other ways. And it's a great platform for you to be able to get in touch with me and share your thoughts, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. And give yourself permission to drop the ball so you can redesign your chaos and redefine your life. This has been Gina Kuhn with Drop the Ball. Thank you.